You're listening to Down of the Frame Podcast. Seems like the opening of some bad action film. Oh. Oh, dude, that agitation's working for it. Look at how brown that is, dude. We've received a call from the engine shop. It's mixed news. It's gotta be high enough. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <Hit> it. <laughs> you just need a good cleaning. I think it's perfect. Well, it's not perfect, but it might work. The rush is immediately attracted to the Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the sound. That's a sound, dude. That's like a thing, though. Hi, Down to the Frame. <laughs> Without further ado, let's get down to the frame. Welcome back to the Down to the Frame podcast. I have my co-host with me, Jacques. Hello. And, you know, it's been a minute. It has. We kind of, <laughs> I think our last episode was right as everything was getting warm, and now our next episode is right as everything's getting cold. Oh, I don't like to think about that. Well, you know, it, it, me neither. It's actually upsetting, but both instances, both episodes happen in a time where maintenance on your property is key, right? As spring happens, things are starting to open up. You clean your house. You can open your windows, get that fresh air coming in. And as it starts to get cold, you want to double down on the cleaning because you're going to be stuck inside for the next six months, uh, at least if you're in New England. I just want to go over some maintenance tips. This is whole house maintenance tips, but they kind of touch on how to prepare your home for the winter as well. What I'll start with first is the gutters. Because Ooh, gutters, any, very important. Yeah, any shoulder, yeah, any shoulder season generally has rain, and rain and water, or water in general, as I've listened to on the Build Show a lot, is water is the enemy of homes, number one enemy. It destroys things. So what you got to do is obviously when you build your house, make sure you build it so it can withstand some water, and then you build systems to get that water away from the house, which is the gutters. Now, in both shoulder seasons, you'll have a lot of, well, mostly actually in fall, you'll end up with a lot of foliage falling down. So if you can, make sure your gutters are clean. Get up on the roof. If it's safe, get up in there, clean the gutters. Uh, sometimes you can install like gutter guards that help direct foliage just off the face of the house. I don't know how well they work, but... I've always been nervous about those because I feel like it would potentially like stop water from going into the gutter. Like if you get right. leaves and stuff like on the on the guard itself, I feel like it would then like shed the water like out of the gutter, over the top of the gutter, which is like yeah. defeating the purpose of Defeats, the gutter. Yeah. And also a thing you have to look at with gutters too is making sure that they're not leaking anywhere and that they're it's true. the water is coming down in an appropriate manner. Right. They're not damaged. And we're just starting with the top, you know, at the very top of the gutters. This is that bar that runs across the lowest point of your slope on your roof and like obviously those will get filled up with stuff but like you said you know anytime you add some sort of filter element in front of anything and we're going to get more into filters later on the podcast but it adds a layer of cloggability i guess like you will have more frequent stops or more frequent blockages yeah because that's what a filter is supposed to do right it's yeah. supposed to stop things from going into your system so it does increase your frequency of maintenance, probably, but it does it lowers the severity of the maintenance, right? You're not having to take apart your whole gutter piping system because it's completely clogged. Yeah. Have you seen any videos of the the downpipes being completely clogged? I was just thinking about yeah, that. Is this? It's are you thinking about the one that the dude's pulling out like ten feet of? Just yeah, it's crud? nuts. Yeah. I wonder, like, how many people don't know that that's like they're they're. Their downpipes are like that, and people don't know because it's oh, kind of yeah. easy Probably to tell if your if your top is you know clogged. But those downpipes, right. you know, yep, it's a little bit harder to out. see. 
Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> I'm a little bit of a psychopath when it comes to this, but if it's raining out, I'll actually go and look. I have these. <laughs> uh, you have like a boroscope well, you're like sending down. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I have like an opening at the bottom of my gutter drain right before uh, it goes into the ground. And I'll talk about my drainage system in a minute. But uh, in, so I'll go look because it's just this open hole with this uh, like an angled grate. So that when stuff comes down the gutter pipe, any big stuff will be able to fall out of the gutter pipe and not go into my underground piping. And so I'll go outside and see if that's like clogged and just like pull any material out of there, uh, which is a great feature. But yeah, I mean, like you kind of have to do that. You have to go out in the rain and see if your system's working. I mean, you could do it beforehand, probably go up there with like a hose or something like that. But you just don't know. And people always are like, and it, you know, it makes me think of like heart health, but when somebody's like, oh, you know, cardiac arrest, you think, oh, I'm young and that's going to take, you know, I don't eat that much for, you know, but it's a slow, slow death, I guess. <laughs> it's a bit morbid, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's super morbid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this, it's a problem that slowly builds up. So when someone's like, check your gutters, you're like, oh, I'll do it next year. Mm -hmm. But if those gutters are overflowing and dumping water back onto your house, it's worse than if you didn't have gutters at all. Yeah, so, well, I think there's a pretty high barrier to like doing that too. Like you need to get up on the ladder or up on your roof. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's a pretty labor intensive thing that I feel like people uh, neglect. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you just gave me an idea. The whole new market, electronically cleaning gutters, right? You have a camera up this there a and it's got this little- that like pushes it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, rails that have, or, I don't know, some sort of cart that you click a button and electronically just- slides and scrapes or, everything or it's like a catapult and just flings the onto your neighbor's house <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah so flinging stuff into your neighbor's driveways it would be hilarious any anyway self-cleaning you know because you're right there is a high barrier to entry it's kind of kind of dangerous just in general and nobody sets up a house for you to be able to uh you know have a harness tied up you know harness tie point or whatever you know what i mean like you just don't have that but if you can do it, get up there, clean the gutters. Let's move down from the top of the gutters. We've moved through the drain pipe. You got to make sure that's there, the downspout. Make sure that's clean. But once you get to the ground, things typically, huh, they go south. <laughs> like people don't know how to properly drain downspouts. I always see people's downspouts like just ending right at their foundation wall or They'll have those like, oh, I went to Walmart and bought this like erosion resistant like pads. Those like plastic kind of... pads that they'll just dump it on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a little triangle and it's just try to try to reduce the amount of erosion that's happening. And that's, a you know, erosion's important to not happen. But you should just be getting the water away from your house. Like don't put things in front of your downspouts. Don't put walkways. Don't put driveways. Uh or vice versa, if you if there is a downspout right there, you need to redirect it. Go get some corrugated pipe or some if you want to get crazy, go get some PVC pipe and dig a trench. It's a lot of work, but dig a trench and angle it towards the lowest point of your property. If it if you're in like a middle of nowhere, great, drain it out that way, don't worry about it. Some towns, you know, require you when you build a new home uh, to have these reservoirs basically underground you probably most people probably won't have to deal with that but you know maybe not dump it in areas where the town's going to be like all right you can't be doing that you know what i mean uh but yeah get it away from your house get it away from your foundation walls because water oddly enough <laughs> damages your foundation wall 
it uh it's another slow erosive sort of behavior but it's not necessarily just from water splashing up against the concrete but it degrades the concrete it starts to become brittle mm-hmm. and just turns to dust so whatever water is coming down out of your downspouts put it into a collection system and get it away from your house i wonder if in, if you lived in like a a high water area like a high precipitation area if like wash out of the foundation would be something you'd have to think about yeah oh yeah there's anytime there's like a mass amount of water you need to think about waterproofing and uh you know sometimes you'll have to do piers even below your foundation like just so you can hit bedrock because if the ground gets too wet around you your house is going to sink in weird ways Mm -hmm. so they're like all right let's like bore all the way down to bedrock land these concrete pillars underneath spaced every so often and then put our footer on top of those foundation or those piers which is crazy to me that but that seems like insanely expensive I'm like, yeah oh, well, i mean coming oh. from like the north i it's not even really a consideration because there's you know granite and stuff so close to the surface but right and we're typically like pretty high from ocean elevation you know so you're not at the coast, I bet you it's even more important. Mm. I bet you they do that all the time at the coast. But man, this is turning into a gutters podcast, which I guess we could talk about. But I mean, to sum it up, make sure your gutters are clear. Make sure your gutters are draining away from things that cost a lot of money to repair, like your foundation and your driveway. And honestly, people don't even think about it, but walkways. Some people spend a ton of money. And at, honestly, it's money well spent because if you pay somebody to do a really nice job on a walkway, it's going to be there forever. But don't ruin that work by having your downspout drain right onto that beautiful new walkway. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do that. Make sure before they build the walkway, you put a piece of PVC pipe or a corrugated pipe in the ground underneath it so it goes right under it and doesn't damage your walkway. Uh, so now let's transition to, I mean, is there anything else on the outside? I was thinking Obviously, roofs, you want- like checking to make sure that you don't have any leaks in your roof going up into your attic or just visually looking at your ceiling or your uh your uh i'm blanking shingles Shingles. yes thank you jesus it's still early (laughs) yeah so checking your shingles shingles. because that's that's a big thing um you know over time they can dry out and start leaking and they can cause a lot of damage again we're going back to water but yeah but that does bring up a great point because while you're up on the roof uh identify if your house has any moss buildup mold buildup now there are specific ways to clean this uh and you know maybe you should pay a professional for this because sometimes it involves uh pretty labor intensive but you could do it yourself get up there get the proper tools i think uh this old house has a video about it somewhere on youtube but the risks of moss on uh, a roof is that you know it traps moisture uh and it just it can redirect moisture up underneath the shingles it can if you have moss degrade the that, shingles in general does that imply that your water's like your your roof isn't shedding water properly like you have sitting water or does moss not imply that well it doesn't it does it obviously you know moss is usually in areas where there is a lot of moisture but that doesn't mean your roof isn't shedding it properly it might just mean that your roof is covered by shade and so that when it does rain, There's no evaporation. Your roof anything. sheds right. Your okay. your your roof sheds the bulk water fine, but then it sits there a little bit stagnant, and you know, moss starts to happen. Um. So yeah, you might have a couple trees overhead, or you might be in a shaded area behind a giant mountain or something. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, it's basically I think a shaded moist area 
but your roof should be is probably performing fine as far as bulk water goes. Yeah, I would check all your penetrations too if you have any like heater vents or chimneys. Yeah, uh, vent pipes for plumbing. Yeah, every so often go up there, see if there's any cracking, uh, flashing or caulking that's cracking. Get a nice tube of like flash made or liquid flash, something that's rated to be in the UV, uh, UV exposed, and just go around to those penetrations. That's a great tip. I just did that on my house after I removed my old service mast from going through my uh, overhang. Can never have too yeah. much sealant on your uh, on your roof penetrations. I uh, I've been thinking about how much I enjoy like oh wow I gotta watch how I phrase this <laughs> tubes of liquid flashing <laughs> and sealants. We'll say that. But yeah, I I kind of want to have like a cabinet just full of like specialty. Uh, caulkings and stuff like that that i can just like go in and be like all right this caulking is for this application this is for sinks <laughs> just spend and thousands you know I mean? like, of dollars on a cabinet for, <laughs> for i just i use it so much it's so important to use the right caulking in the right place but anyway we're not diving into that uh but we will kind of like we could do well, a whole episode actually, on you caulking. know what we could do a whole episode on caulking but so now that we've touched on the roof Let's think about, okay, uh, what other areas can fail? Like, obviously, around your foundation. Around your windows uh, also. Around your windows. Yeah, let's actually, let's work our way down. So once you get below the roof line, what's there? We got windows and doors, and right? Siding and siding. Not that and siding like fails that. very often, but if you have holes in uh, it. It depends or... on what siding you Yeah, It depends on what siding you have. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe it got damaged from you doing some yard work or something like that. Uh, vinyl siding, uh, definitely you want to fix those those penetrations to the wall because the what's behind there is a water barrier. And typically it's like a Tyvek for like just generally built houses or maybe it's a zip system sheathing. And those systems are only rated to be exposed to UV for a certain period of time. So if you have all these holes in your siding that's letting in light and even water, the water barrier is receiving... Uh, a higher load value than it is expecting over time. And, and then it's receiving UV light, which breaks it down faster. So yeah, if you have broken vinyl siding anywhere, try to patch that up, especially uh, if it's in a high water or high sun location. But the windows and doors, what can go wrong with those? Seals. Seals, yeah, yeah. okay. But what about on the outside? On the Well, a seal on a door is like protecting you from the outside. I'm thinking on like a, like a weather door on the outside. Yeah, I'm thinking of some details like uh, some windows and doors are not in areas where there are overhangs, and which is unfortunate. You should have overhangs completely on every single side of your house. I don't understand why they build homes that don't have at least a one-foot single-family homes that are like, I don't know, single-story. I think it's a foot per story is what I would do. So I would do like, if you're a single story, that's one foot. If you're two story, that's two feet or, you know, two and a half feet. The bigger, the better, honestly. But those windows and doors that are not under overhangs are going to receive a lot of bulk water because there's no gutters there. There's nothing shading them. Uh, so a detail that I've been seeing done, which this isn't like total maintenance, but if you want to like keep those windows and doors going for a long time, this is an option to help that, which is you can go and get overhead door windows and flashing like it's almost it's like a little overhang. So it's usually like some sheet metal bent up, white 
stainless steel, doesn't really matter. You can even get them custom made, but put those above it and then you have to flash it. You have, probably have to take the siding now, but then you flash it to the water barrier behind the, the siding and then it'll catch some of that bulk water and just direct it away from the window because everybody knows over time windows fail. So you want to plan for especially all the caulking and everything that's on them. Mm -hmm. That fails, it dries out, whatever. So if you can avoid having bulk water directly hitting your window, that's going to increase not just the longevity of that window, but any uh, structure below the window. Because if the window starts leaking in and it's not properly done, you'll have water intrusion into your wall cavity, which is like no good. pretty common. Pretty common and you know probably the worst case scenario on a lot of houses. Um, and then when you get to the foundation, grading dirt <laughs> like get the get the foliage off your house i mean it's happened to me but you see like a lot of weeds growing around your house get those away from your house they grow up in behind things damage things they pull moisture up onto things get get the foliage away from your house stop having your sprinklers spray onto your house it's just not a good idea and if you want to do a planter bed maybe consider having like a sloped planter bed that's sloped away from your house and maybe have a gap of like a foot behind it to two feet of just like rock, you know, and maybe a drainage system in that rock because you're just trapping moisture on your foundation like we just talked about. So be careful when doing planters directly next to your foundation. It's just not, I'm sure it's been done for years and foundations have survived pretty well without it, but mm -hmm. you probably, there's a, probably a lot of high humidity situations where people are like, I don't know what's going on. Well, maybe because you're dumping hundreds of gallons of water onto your foundation per year with your hose mm -hmm. to get these wonderful flowers to grow. Maybe that's, maybe that's causing the problem. Yeah. I mean, you literally have like a sponge just sitting on the outside of your foundation. That's constantly wet. Yeah. That's just like, what, what are you doing? I get it. I get it. Curb appeal, but we can do things a little bit better. One thing I just thought about was uh dryer vents, like making sure that those oh, it's are clean. A, yeah. It's like a huge fire yeah. hazard. Huge fire hazard. It's also, uh, that's an exterior problem because if you don't, there's those doors on the outside mm -hmm. that are usually cheap plastic ones. I'd recommend if you can get like a, a nice get a metal tractor door. Flap. Yeah. Like something that's going to tractor flap. Yeah, like the, they put on like <laughs> exhaust where it like, yeah, up. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something that's like metal and is going to survive, but, uh, and a good ceiling one, because if your vents are not clean or they're cheap, that vent is going to stay open. And typically those dryer lines are not insulated and it's going to end up dumping cold air through that dryer line, which is going to cause condensation and all that stuff, and then into whatever space it's in. So yeah, clean those because you're just going to end up losing a bunch of money out of them with you know, you know, trying to keep your house warm wherever it is. And then also, yeah, you get that fire hazard aspect, which you know makes me want to go run outside and get one of those drill things and drill dryer vent cleaners and clean mine because fires are scary, dude. There's no, in most houses, there is not a fire suppression system. You build a house so that like it will not completely combust in under an hour. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, it's just like, okay, let's like try to, you know, mitigate it completely dying. But I wonder why they haven't made one. like sprinklers in residential houses part of the code. Uh, I'm going to guess that it's because of the, all the other codes that have made fires so rare. You know what I mean? Mm. 
I mean, are they that rare? I feel like I see more house fires than commercial fires. Yeah, well, I mean, there there are know. fires that I wonder. I wonder what the percentage of fires comes from the homeowners being doing something like negligent, or if it was something caused by the building. In modern construction, I bet you it's more than likely just because of negligence, because most of the electrical systems are so heavily protected with arc fault and ground fault breakers and um you know it's just everything's safe everything's been safe yeah you have gas you have stoves that have gas which by the way you know check make sure you're not having any gas leaks in your house so if you're smelling any rotten eggs it's probably because there's propane or natural gas leaking in your house you should probably get that checked natural gas Uh, is so scary and propane any any gas any gas I just, I want to move away from having gas in my houses. Uh, it's like one thing to have like a propane tank a couple hundred feet away from the house, ready to go with a backup generator, you know, but uh, to have gas lines running through your house, it's like, uh, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So I'm trying to think of other things. Sealing your driveway. Ooh, that's a, a good people, one. Yeah. Like in New England with the amount of, water we get and fluctuations in temperatures like sealing your driveway is a great idea because i probably i don't know what the numbers are but it increases the lifetime of your driveway substantially you know once you get a crack in your driveway it's the same thing as getting a crack in your foundation wall in water you know like water's going to get in there it's going to erode it away quicker and you know it's it's a hole in the system that's going to cause it to fail quicker so you can seal your driveway uh I don't think anybody really is against that, but I think like I don't know how cost prohibited it is. It's probably pretty expensive to get it sealed. You could seal it yourself. Yeah, that's true, but I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. That's a messy you see the trucks, the sealant trucks drive by and they're just completely black, covered in all the <laughs> sealant. Ugh. Uh any other exterior? Um I mean change the oil on your uh gas operated machines for winter, you know, snow blowers and Lawn mowers. Well, you don't use that in the winter, but you know anything you've been using that has oil, like every season, you should change the oil. I f- I feel like uh, water spigots are something that people don't maintain enough. Yeah, yeah. If you have a leaky water spigot, that goes back to the the water on the foundation thing. Um, I know that a lot of New England ones are all frost proof ones, which have like a huge barb that go into the wall cavity. Um. So you need to like open those up every once in a while because the seal that's in there will fail. It's a failure point. Uh, It's not that hard. There's YouTube videos that explain it. Maybe I'll make one in the future. But yeah, definitely consider going around and checking all the spigots around your house. If there's any dripping at all, not only is that a loss of money, but it's damaged to your home. So go around and fix those. And I mean, irrigation systems, like I don't know much about those, but get those, you know, completely blown out of water. Uh, before winter, because I know that'll cause problems. Um, chimneys, exhaust vents, anything like that is another thing that should be cleaned, especially as like winter's coming and people are going to start turning on their uh, heaters and stuff like that. Get those cleaned up. Yeah, one thing to look for too is uh, protection from rodents and other unwanted things getting into your house. Oh, yeah. Critter protection. Time. Critter protection. Yep. Termite protection. That's good to do. Um, if they're in your area. Oh, AC condensers. How can I forget our most popular video? Uh, AC condenser cleaning. If your AC is used 
during the winter for heat. Yeah, I mean, any time of year, just clean your AC condenser probably once a season because regardless if you're using for heat or cooling, uh, your performance is going to be greatly affected by the amount of air and heat exchange that you can produce through that condenser. So if it's clogged or if it has a film on it from pollen or whatever, you're basically insulating those coils and they're not going to be able to transfer the heat that's in your house to the air outside your house. And therefore, your house isn't going to get as cool or if it's heating, it's not going to get as warm. So make sure you can do that. Um, that's why I always like that stuff because it's so easy to do. It's just so like, all right, you know, just take the hose to it. Don't take a, don't take a pressure washer to your condensers, please. You will ruin the coils. I've seen videos of people like absolutely bending the fins on the coils. And Yikes. Yeah, you don't want to do that. that. That will also ruin the performance. Just take a normal hose to it. Get some coil cleaner at Home Depot or whatever. Make sure it's approved for your condenser. But yeah, clean those off. And then, you know, a lot, I'm starting to like think about the indoor stuff one where I'm like, okay, we can go into filters and stuff like that indoors, but we're not going to get into that. Is there anything else you can think of? No, I think that's, if you do all that stuff, I think you're, you're pretty well maintained. You're, you're in pretty good shape at least, you know. It's kind of hard to maintain if you haven't been maintaining it and there's already damage. Get those things repaired and then maintain. But yeah, I mean, maintaining a home, I keep seeing these articles pop up on Facebook or Instagram, stuff like that, that are like, you know, six or whatever, like five things that new homeowners don't know and how hard it is to maintain your home. And uh, it's not hard to but they're very simple things. Homes are usually passive structures. You don't have to like go into your BIOS and update your BIOS on your house. You know what I mean? Like you're just cleaning. <laughs> Dude, imagine. I feel things. like we'll get there at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we will. But not right now for the most part. Uh, paint is, oh, paint. You know, paint your house. Paint is a protective layer. It doesn't just make your home look good, but, uh, you know, it helps stave off rot if you have wooden siding and. Uh, UV damage and so paint your home every deck, once in a while make sure that's and it's stained you know and... it's satisfying ooh yeah. deck maintenance yeah yeah that's uh if your deck is not built properly rip it off your house because it, that will cause a ton of damage uh, to your home make sure it's like sloped away make sure there's flashing where your deck mounts to your house like that can cause a lot of damage because usually they mount decks to your rim joist, which is this structurally important component of your home. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. And like clean your deck off too. Don't have like tons of plants and stuff up there. Like I said, like anytime you bring plants into the equation, there's water and holding a bunch of water, like get them up off the decking. If it's wood decking, scrape the decking. You don't have to sand the decking completely brand new, but like scrape the decking and paint it. Um, fix your hinges and stuff like that. Like all that stuff. If you have gates, um, anything else? As we go, I keep thinking of more. So one thing to to consider also is generators. Yeah, making sure that those get serviced. I know some of them have, uh, like the pad mounted generator, like at my parents' house. It runs every week for like ten, fifteen minutes, just to make sure that everything's fine. And it'll yep. give you like error messages. But even if you have just a portable one, you know, just make sure that this is kind of like winter specific, but just making sure that it's you know, running, serviced, oil, oh my all God, that fun yeah. stuff before uh, you end up having to use it. Freezing maintenance is the worst. There is Ugh. nothing worse Do it when it's nice, guys, so you don't have to do it when it's cold. Trying to fix your generator when it's freezing cold and you have no power. 
Yeah. Yeah. On the on the snow, this is kind of related. Like snowblowers, make sure like the cotter pins are, or the shear pins are all like correct, <laughs> and you know working. Because I've had to replace yeah. so many of them. I want to do a generator hookup on my house. I mean, I just installed this brand new service, and why not install a generator hookup on it? Make Generators little... are cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't have one, but to have the ability to be like, oh yeah, I'm you know. Maybe I acquired one or bought one. I can just plug it in and run it and not have to do the electrical in the middle of the winter. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe I'll make it down to the frame video for that. So stay tuned on the channel. But yeah, guys, I think that's all we have for outdoor maintenance tips. I know this is, this is going to be a part one. We're going to do a part two where we're going to go inside the house. And there's a lot of little details that you'll need to get right on the inside of your home too. Uh, I hope you guys learned something. If you have any ideas of what else we could do on the outside of the home, uh, let us know. You can send us an email at uh, downtheframe at gmail.com or message on, us on Instagram or Facebook or even comment on one of the videos that we make. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next time on Down the Frame.